What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality TV than most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about the things that they don't want out. Today, I'm going to be getting down to the real reality of the Kardashians. Their new season is coming up September 22nd, and I want to give my expectations for this new season. I'm going to talk about what I want to see, what I don't want to see. I'm going to give a light review of last season just to catch us all up to speed. And I'm going to just do a little chatting about how this season is going to play out in my mind, how I think, my predictions, if you will. Lock in while I clock in because we're about to get into it. All right, all right, all right, everybody. The time has finally come for me to get my fucking ass up and work. (laughs) clock your references children if you guys don't know who that quote is from then you're probably gonna be tuning into the wrong episode that was kim kardashian i can't remember what the interview was but that clip went so viral and it made me laugh so hard because i was like the irony of the wording of that phrase was not lost upon me so Today, we're going to be talking about about the Kardashians, the Hulu series, not the family. Well, we're going to be talking about the family that does the Hulu series. And we're going to be discussing their new season. It's premiering September 22nd. I put my daughter on the school bus today. And for some reason, I had a striking thought about the Kardashians. That's really uncharacteristic of my brain. But here we are nonetheless. I was wondering, had the new season already premiered? Because for some reason, I just couldn't remember what date that it was supposed to be coming out. And I know that I clicked the little thing on Twitter where they do the reminders and they tell me when the show is coming and da 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 And I hadn't gotten it yet, but I was wondering had I gotten it and just forgotten about it or what? Because I knew that it was coming in September. And I, in a general sense, have no real concept of space and time. Like, for me, time is a luxury that I dabble in when it's necessary to my life. Do you get what I mean? Like, I'm that type of person who I may not know what time it is right now, but I know when I have to be somewhere. Do you get what I mean? And I'm one of those people who your grandmother has, like, probably said this. I don't need an alarm clock. My body knows when to get up. I'll just get up when it's time to get up. I'm turning into that person the longer I live, right? The older I get, the more I don't seem to need an alarm clock. I just wake up when it's time to wake up. I get up when it's time to get my daughter up and go to school. Like, I just move when it's time to move. And for some reason, my 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 body can sense when it's time for me to do something or when I'm supposed to be doing something. So I kind of get this itching feeling. Nevertheless, I got an itching feeling about the Kardashians. Don't put a joke there. And I... Just wanted to check and see when when the show came out because I wanted to talk about it, right? Now, this episode is going to be my expectations for this new season. And I'm also going to be talking about things from the last season that I'm going to want to see tie into this season. And also some things from last season that I don't want to see going into this season. And... Yeah, we're just going to talk about it. I'm going to, you know, do my thing, have the conversation, get into the things of the things and, 
you know, keep it pushing. So the first thing that I really want to talk about when it comes to the Kardashians, the television show, is why is the show called the Kardashians and not everybody on the show has the last name Kardashian? Was that like a majority rules type of vote thing? Um, Because three of the people on the show, half the cast is named Jenner. Half the cast is named Jenner, but the show is called The Kardashians. Why couldn't they call the show The Kardashians? Especially because there's a billionaire on both sides of that last name. Kim's a billionaire. Kylie was the billionaire first. And Kylie is apparently still um, Chris's favorite child. Y'all see, she never changed her name back, back to Kardashian. Clock your references. But I, that has always struck me. And I've always wondered if Kendall and Kylie have felt a type of way. I feel like Kendall really wouldn't give a shit. I feel like she's like, long as my damn check clears and long as I don't, you know, have to do the most or like ain't fighting with with, with nobody. And as long as I can promote my shit, I'm cool. Um, she probably wouldn't care if the, if, if the show was called The Dissics. Hell, if you watched last season, you, you know what I'm talking about. Clock your references. But... That's always been perplexing to me. Keeping up with the Kardashians. And I get that keeping up with the Kardashians was built off of the success that Kim was having and the and the popularity that Kim was having at that time. I know that Kim was shop I mean not Kim, but Chris was shopping the reality show around the same time before the sex tape blew up and all of that type of stuff. So that's why when the show started, we were in the midst of the sex tape and stuff happening, right? One question I did have was, I wonder where in that timeline we were when that sex tape dropped, right? Because the first episode started, she was crying about the t- sex tape and the hyperventilating and the... <laughs> that. That. I wonder if that's something that reality stars do to try to, like, convince us that the tears are real or... or or like convinces that they're really crying do the little <laughs> to really push it out you know what i mean to, to, to really sell the performance i don't know but it's always been something that's kind of interesting to me because a lot of reality stars do that and it really like that's when the moment like really cranks up another notch is when they start with the hyperventilating and the heavy breathing and the hollering that's when this shit gets crazy um I've always wondered that. Where in the timeline were we? Because like th- like two, three episodes later, she's posing for Playboy. So, and then, can we do another callback to keeping up with the Kardashians? Y'all remember when she did Playboy? She said the reason she decided to do it was because she found out that Marilyn Monroe was on the cover. Did she not do any further research? Because she, she would have known that Marilyn Monroe doing Playboy was not, like, something she chose to do. Hugh Hefner just bought the photos. Like, he literally just bought the photos. It's not like, you know, she came in and posed for the magazine for the first issue. Like, what provocation would she have to pose for the first issue of Playboy? Um, He bought the photos. But I don't know if she knew that or not. And mind you, before Marilyn Monroe died, I don't know if she posed for Playboy again. So y'all let me know if there's a second Marilyn Monroe pictorial out there with uh, her doing Playboy. Because I don't know. I really don't know. Um, 
But yeah, that that was always interesting to me because my only knowledge of Marilyn Monroe doing Playboy was basically her nudes leaking. And then the whole reason you got offered Playboy was because your sex tape leaked. I just, that, 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 that once again, the irony is not lost upon me when her life starts paralleling with other people and then you realize the way that it's paralleling is not the way that she thinks it's paralleling. That's just, that's always been really funny to me because, and like I said, let me know if there's another pictorial of Marilyn Monroe that she actually came and posed for. I'm not knowledgeable of it, but the only pictorial I know of Marilyn Monroe is when Hugh Hefner bought her nude photos from before she was famous. So, you want to talk about revenge porn without the revenge. I mean, it's not really revenge porn. What revenge would Hugh Hefner be getting on Marilyn Monroe? I wonder why Marilyn Monroe never sued. Because she didn't, like, sign a release for those pictures to come out. I wonder why she never sued. Or maybe she did and she just couldn't because she signed a release to the photographer and the photographer could do whatever he wanted to. So he sold them to Playboy. Who knows? Maybe that's why. Anyway, let me know if y'all ever caught that, that she said that she did Playboy because Marilyn Monroe did it. But technically it was her nudes leaking on the cover of a magazine. And the whole reason Kim got offered Playboy in the first place was, you know, by proxy from her sex tape leaking allegedly um hilarious right now mind you when it comes to the new kardashians i really like how they're shooting this show i like the docu-series i like the docu-style them talking directly to camera i like how in the progression of the first season they were doing um, less confessionals and just talking directly to the producer standing behind the camera or talking directly to the cameraman. I'm not exactly sure who they're talking to. I, I'm assuming that it's production on set. Um, but they had confessionals that they put in, but a lot of the times, especially getting into the later episodes of the season, you would see people just turning and talking directly to the camera. And you would see them lean into that more because you would see like them say like, well, it's a docu-series. You can talk directly to the camera. I thought that that scene was funny when Kanye came to pick the kids up in the fire truck or, or um, he was coming to talk to Kim about picking the kids up or he was picking the kids up from school or something like that. And he was like, oh, let me not talk to the camera. Y'all are filming or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Chloe was like, well, it's a docu-series. You, you actually can talk to the camera. And he turned to that camera and he was like, oh. <laughs> that shit was so funny. And everybody caught what was happening. I, I think Chloe was like, and he talks to the camera for 45 minutes. Just Kanye talking to the cameras. <laughs> we thought he was going to make a whole speech, y'all. I deadass thought that he was finna make a speech. I really thought that he was getting ready to say something for real. Um, but the way that Kanye conducts himself on camera... The way that Kanye conducts himself on camera tends to lead me to believe that his antics on social media are not him having 
mental lapses or him having what some people would like to call an episode, which I don't like that word for when somebody is going through mania when it comes to their mental health. I think it's very um, dismissing and disregarding and I really don't like it. Um, But some people would call that an episode the things that Kanye does when he goes off on social media on these rants and these things. It leads me to believe that all of these antics that he does are created and they're stunts. Like, I really feel like Kanye West is a stunt queen. No shade. And I say that with all due respect. It's not like I'm trying to shade him or call him gay or anything like that. Stunt queen is just a term that we use in the community for the girls who pull stunts and shows and they come out with all types of extravagance or all type of big body shit and you don't necessarily know how they are able to acquire such things or how these things get pulled off. Um, Stunt queen. That kind of sounds a little self-explanatory, right? When you say it like, like that, stunt queen. You know what Paris means. Anyway, so... I kind of feel like Kanye West be like just trolling the girls. Like I feel like Kanye West really just be out here just stunting and just be out here acting a fool when he feel like he need to act a fool. But I just wish Kanye West would put that amount of genius into not doing that. Like I know it works, but like you've made a lot of shit work that a lot of people thought wouldn't work. Like them foam Yeezy runners. Nobody thought that shit was going to fly. Nobody thought that shit was going to work. Nobody thought that that shit was going to actually be a functioning shoe. But Kanye West is a fucking genius. And he also has access to some of the most brilliant minds in not only fashion, but technology. So I'm not surprised that he was able to pull some shit like that off. But Kanye West has made a lot of shit work that people did not think was going to work. I'm just saying, like, he's already changed music a couple of times. He's already restructured hip-hop a couple of times. That man is brilliant. So I think you could channel that energy into doing something a little more uh, functional for you, especially if you do actually suffer from mental health and are, you know, clinically bipolar and all of these things. I would think that having to create these stunts and these shows would play on your mental health a little bit. Um, You know, I don't suffer from the mental health issues that Kanye suffers through, allegedly, but I, but, I, but I have my own mental struggles and I know that I couldn't put myself in a position for my mind state to go into that negative of a place that he puts himself when he goes on these rants and these social media outbursts and pulls these stunts and does these music videos and these songs and all these things but then he appears on camera like just any old dad that's the tea for me like that was the gagarina was that when he came on that camera he just looked like a dad he just looked like Kim's baby daddy showing up to get his kids and that's it like he just looked look like a funny dad like it just it was and all the times that we've seen Kanye on this show he's always been kind of like a normal person and then to find out later in the season that he treated the family terribly which I mean 
if you follow him on Twitter, you've seen him read the shit out of Chris a couple of times, a few times. So I can understand what she was saying at that table when she said, you know, I'll never let somebody treat me like that again or treat you guys like that, how he treated you guys the entire time. And I listened to the wording of that. When she said the entire time, I was like, ooh, wait a minute. So Kanye was an asshole the whole time? The whole time? The whole time? Clocky references, children. But I, 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 that gagged the shit out of me. It legitimately gagged the shit out of me because I was like, wow, I didn't know that Kanye was having these quote unquote episodes or these dissensions into madness or pulling these stunts and shows or having these, these rages of mania the entire time that he was with Kim or the entire time that they were married or whatever length of time the entire time was because when you say when you word something in words like the entire time it makes somebody think or it makes me think I'm not going to speak for everybody but it does make me think that you're talking about the entirety of your marriage at least Maybe not the entirety of your relationship, but the entirety of, uh, of your marriage. Because the way that it played out on the Kardashian, it seemed like it all just kind of fell apart at the end. Like, it was just, y'all were hiding a bunch of shit. Maybe not hiding a bunch of shit, but it just seemed like Kanye was changing and you weren't on that path with him. Like, that's the way that it played out on the show. And maybe there were things that we weren't privy to, you know, because y'all weren't on the show together like that. Kanye just popped up every now and again but it really didn't feel like y'all were like hiding your lives and you like y'all have really been going through it for all this time and things just fell apart it really just kind of felt like y'all just grew apart and Kanye was going towards Jesus and you were going towards independence so I don't so, so for me, it didn't seem like there was all this tension and contention behind the scenes. It kind of just made, like, the way that y'all played it for keeping up, it really felt like y'all were just growing apart. And I kind of appreciated that because I thought that we were going to get at least one relationship falling apart that wasn't a whole bunch of fucking drama. I don't know why I thought that, but I, but I did. Um... And it's moments like that when I see Kanye at the house picking up the kids when he comes with the fire truck and he's just the rich ass, cool ass, corny ass dad. I love that. I love seeing Kanye like that. I love seeing Kanye like that. Please have him on the show more because it seems like when he's on the Kardashian cameras, he's just cool. Now, I don't know where he would be putting on the stunt if this was a stunt, I don't know if him putting on the stunt would be the shit that he does in social media and the shit that he's doing online and in the public, or if the stunt is when he's coming to be on Kardashians. Maybe the stunt is him playing the 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 cool, funny sitcom that maybe the stunt is him playing Mr. Incredible. I fell in love with Kanye in with, with that one interview bite. That one interview bite of him talking about why he chose to come on camera and do the Kardashians. And it was because in the beginning of The Incredibles, it was the superheroes sitting down and doing the interviews. And like it was the whole family. And he liked how that idea appealed in the show. I agree. 
That's the only reason, like, I think that, like, when he broke it down like that, it made me love confessionals. It really made the importance of confessionals really rise up for me. Because, I mean, of course we know that confessionals in reality shows kind of guide the story and, like, narrate what's happening in the scenes that you may not get get context to in the actual dialogue that, that's happening within the scenes. But... When Kanye broke it down like that, and like it was like the superhero family doing the doing the doing the interviews about being superheroes, like that was cool to him. I related to that because The Incredibles is probably my favorite Pixar movie, so I'm with him on that. I fell in love with him on Keeping Up with the Kardashians and on the Kardashians, like. I love seeing him on those cameras. I hope that's not the stunt. I hope that's the real Kanye. I hope that's the real Kanye. But if it was the real Kanye, maybe Kim would have been able to deal with the social media antics because it wasn't the real Kanye. So, it just kind of leads me to think that that's not Kanye most of the time. Let me take that back and say not the real Kanye or the most present Kanye. Maybe that's not the most present Kanye when he's on the real, um, when, when he's on the Kardashian cameras. And that's unfortunate for me. Because I feel like I've seen the best of Kanye or I've seen my favorite moments of Kanye West outside of his astronomical feats in music on reality TV. And that's crazy to say, but it's also very true. Um, You know, some things I don't want to see, though. I don't want to see or hear anything about Tristan I don't want to hear a goddamn thing about Tristan Thompson Chloe I think we got it I genuinely this is one storyline that I feel like she could come on this season and say nothing about and I would not be pissed at all if she came on this season and did not mention Tristan nobody brought it up nobody asked her about it if she pulled a Courtney and just shut that shit down and was like, don't ask me about shit. Don't ask me about that. Don't, don't shut up. Don't ask me shit. No. The answer is no. House, no. Trip, no. The answer is no. The door is closed. Clock your references, children. But this could this is the one storyline that she could come on and never speak about, and I would be perfectly fine never hearing about it again. No shade. We gonna see True grow up and we gonna see that baby grow up and it's gonna be just fine. We don't need to see Tristan's ass nowhere involved. I'm tired of that story. I'm tired of that storyline. I'm tired of that narrative. I'm tired of seeing Chloe go through that. Like people say and have said that the Kardashians get, ev- they, they deserve everything that comes to them because of the shit that they've done. And they have a history of stealing people, men and this, that, and the third, especially Chloe. Um, but how much karma are you supposed to get? Like, I struggle with that. Like, if you get as many slaps back 
as you committed to other people is that karma or are you supposed to suffer for the rest of your life like how does that work somebody get me the rule book on karma because i really don't know like i struggle with that when it comes to wendy williams like do i think that wendy williams has set a lot of sh has set a lot of karma up for herself over the course of her career absolutely but it's like damn i didn't expect <clears throat> excuse me I didn't expect Wendy Williams to get her karma like this. Like, I didn't expect this to happen. Like, I didn't expect her to lose her mind, her money, her husband, her family, her brother. Like, I, I didn't expect her to lose everything. Everything! Everything! Y'all watch the documentary? What a mess. I felt like the documentary was honestly better than the movie, but that's just because I'm a docu-head and I like hearing real stories from real people's mouths. But, I mean, the movie was cute too. It wasn't bad. But anyway, I don't want to see Tristan Thompson. I don't want to hear his name at all. Even though the, the, the season finale was all about this story breaking, we got it in that episode we got it all in that episode we saw her find out we saw her break down we saw the family address it we saw her address it we saw her pack his shit we saw her have her mary j blige knock on cry moment and we saw her move him out of her house and move her out of her life and address it and talk about it i close the door i don't want to hear nothing i don't want to hear shit about them no more not nail bite about they ass no more. You know what I also don't want to hear about no more? I'm not going to say I don't want to see this person, but but you know what I don't want to hear about no more? I don't want to hear about Scott Disick being jealous or upset about not being invited to things anymore. Because I went on this ride with you the first season, Scott. I went on the ride with, with you this, this this first season. And you know what? I was with you a lot of the season. I was really on your side a lot of the season. I was with you. I was on your side. I'm here for you. All of those things. But eventually that shit played out. And then I also realized watching the season, you forget that him and Courtney have been broken up for seven years. I genuinely forgot that. I like watching the show and even watching the last few seasons of Keeping Up. It the way that Scott has always referred to their breakup kind of leads me to feel like it's still fresh. And especially me as somebody who's not really watching the show religiously or, you know, on a regular regular basis, me just tuning in when I kind of feel like it or when I want to catch a moment or like when I want to see a look that somebody wore from an episode, I'll tune in and watch it. That was the last few seasons of keeping up for me because what I just wasn't feeling it. But Scott always kind of seemed like the relationship break or like the breakup was fresh and it always felt like there was some glimmer of hope. Now, mind you, that wasn't just Scott. His family, like... The Kardashians and the Jenners also kind of held out this level of hope that they would get back together. It wasn't just Scott. And I think that they kind of gave him more hope than was actually there. 
But I think that it was them kind of projecting and them kind of seeing the environment and seeing the situation that they had created for themselves and them playing with the storyline of, of like having another baby and all of this other shit. Like they held out hope or maybe the shit was just fake for the show. And Scott was the and Scott was the only one that was out of the loop. Who knows? Maybe Scott Scott is just the only one that didn't know that they were really broken up for all this time and maybe because they were playing it up like maybe there's a chance for, for the show and leaving all these breadcrumbs and possibilities that Scott just kind of got caught up in the moment and just got swept up in that idea and he kind of got trapped in that fantasy of getting his family back together when it was never really going to happen but you know what as bad as I felt for Scott throughout the season he did overplay that shit like the like the argument that he got into with Kendall pissed me the fuck off because you're so wrapped up and you're so caught up in the situation and mind you I understand how you feel because I I have been where you are and I have felt how you felt when it feels like your quote-unquote in-laws or your partner's family embraces you and then once you break up or you're going through something or whatever the case may be i know what it's like to feel like your partner's family does no longer embraces you in the same way for whatever reason whether it be a breakup or whatever what have you especially when you're gonna be in these people's lives for the rest of their lives because there are children involved i understand scott's plight but it seems like he has regressed in his progression out of this situation and he lapsed. It seems like he latched his hopes of getting back with Courtney and latched it into an an over anxious attachment to her family. Do you get what I mean? So when she did get into another serious relationship, that little shit that that she had with that little model Giannis or whatever that little boy she was fucking around with that was never serious because they never like we didn't have this storyline when she was fucking around with that little boy we didn't have this storyline and I thought I, I felt like she was just having fun and fucking around and that was that and nobody took that seriously with Travis this is a whole situation like they're blending families. They're they're trying to have a baby. They're getting engaged. Courtney's thinking about marriage. Like it's all the things of the things with this relationship. So I think now that the situation is real, I do kind of understand how it would kind of pull that shock. But the part where I can't ride with Scott on this is you've been dating. Is this why you've been dating all these little young ass girls? Because you know they're not going to be serious relationships and they're kind of like placeholders until you ultimately got back with Courtney? Was that what that was? Because I don't think that Andy Cohen really got down to the bottom of that at the reunion. Um, but I want to talk about that because it like... And, and mind you, I'm just piecing this together as I'm talking about it now. A lot of the times when I do this podcast, I just get on here and I just talk this shit through as I'm talking to you. I'll have ideas about what I want to talk about, but not always do I have like a list of bullet points of things that I specifically want to talk about. I really only do that when I'm recapping a show and I want to make notes of things that I want to talk about that that happened in the episode. But when I'm doing these video or doing these videos, sorry, I'm still coming out of the YouTube brain. But when I'm doing these episodes of the podcast, I, 
a lot of the times just get on here and riff. But with that being said, we can talk about that later because I have a whole nother episode about the podcast planned. But I've been booking so many collabs and and, 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 and interviews and all that stuff. I really haven't had time to prepare those videos because I've been preparing the interviews that I'm about to do. Once again, talk about that later. Scott, I need you to get get your ass in therapy. And I need you to restructure. Like, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of that episode of the Golden Girls when Stan developed that unhealthy um, dependence on that monkey doll because he went to therapy and the and the therapist had him transfer his love for Dorothy to the love of the doll. Do you get what I mean? Do you remember that? It kind of feels like Scott has unhealthily attached his attachment or his love to Courtney and the and the family dynamic that they had to the family, which is probably why he so uncomfortably flirts with Courtney all the time and or or, or with uh, Chloe all the time and has started flirting with Kim. Like Scott, I don't like that. I don't like that for you. That makes you look real desperate and it's real uncomfortable and I don't like it. Like, I know it's a joke and I know it's all funny and we know you're not really flirting with with uh, Chloe. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. We know you're not really flirting with Chloe, but even Chloe looks uncomfortable. Like, it's not just me. You, like, I'm a unique girl, but I'm not that unique of a person. Even Chloe physically looks uncomfortable when you flirt with her on this camera and I think she has said something about how weird it is that you flirt with her on this camera and I think she has asked you when can y'all get back to being brother sister when did that line get shut off when did that dynamic change but between Scott and Chloe because for the longest time and for all these years they've been brother sister they've been brother sister ain't never flirted look like they'd be uncomfortable if somebody even brought up the idea of, of them fucking around like, it'd be the last person. Like, for so long, we thought that that'd be the last person, right? Because they were so tight. And they fought so hard. But 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 they ended up being so tight. Because it was so brother-sister. Like, Chloe and Scott always gave me the most in-law energy. They always gave me the most brother-in-law, sister-in-law sister type of energy. Um... So it's weird as hell to see him now. Every time he's in a room with her, he flirts with her every time. It is so uncomfortable. I don't like that shit. I don't like it. And I don't want to see it. I don't want to see that either. Scott, stop play flirting with these women, with, with this woman's sisters, with this woman's sisters. Please stop flirting with them because that shit is weird. It is weird and it is uncomfortable. I don't give a damn how much of a joke it is. Not every joke is funny. Just because you call it a joke, don't make it funny. That shit is weird and uncomfortable. And I think that the sisters feel the exact same way. Okay? Damn. You know some things I do want to see, though. I want to see Kylie clock in. Now, I know she was pregnant. I know she was pregnant the first season, so we didn't see a lot of her. I get it. Cool. 
Kylie ain't pregnant no more. I want to see why she wants to change the baby's name. I want to see her reacting to Astro World. I want to see the fallout of that. I want to see Travis bring his motherfucking ass on this show and talk about it. Okay? We ain't seen him on the camera before because he just didn't want to be on the show. Cool. Fine. I get it. Hey, you're a rapper. I get it. But at this point, you need this type of platform to leverage that. Time healing all wounds ain't going to heal this one, bruh. That shit that you pulled at Astro World was fucking insane. And I don't know. Listen, I'm not a part of the whole Rager crew. I don't do mosh pits. I don't do all that invading personal space and physical touching at concerts and all and all of that. I don't do all that shit. So maybe I don't understand that type of culture. But the shit that I saw when it came to that Astro World Festival was absolutely beyond wrong I need you to talk about that I want Kylie to talk about that I want to see Kylie doing more shit with Stormy that shit was cute seeing her and Chris go to the car wash and do all that other shit but girl 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 I need to see Kylie clocking in I know Kylie don't want to be famous but it's too late. Kylie, you are famous as fuck. So leave that Life of Kylie shit in that one-ass season that you did a Life of Kylie just so they wouldn't get pissed about y'all canceling Robin China. Oops. Listen. Listen. I read the emails. And I know Kylie said that she would film some more. She, she filmed that damn season. And that's the reason why that season was so damn weird and out of place. And just, it, it just seemed like stunts and shows. Because they were just figuring out shit to do. Just to do shit. Just to kill time. Just to do a little filming. Like, that whole commitment ceremony be, between her and Jordan. Famous last words. Um... I want to see her talk to Jordan. I want to see Kylie talk to Jordan. Now, I know this shit is dead and buried. I know that the shit is over. I don't want to see them rehash what happened with Tristan. Because, like I said, I don't want to see him. And I don't want to hear his name. I don't want Tristan ass brought the fuck back up. Right? I want to see them come back together as women who have both evolved past the situation especially because Jordan has had an entire evolution since being in being within that Kardashian Jenner circle and I want to see them come back together as women and figure that shit out I want to see Jordan have a conversation with Chloe and them sit down as two grown ass women and really have that real conversation that we never got to see and that Chloe claims never happened. I want to see them really put that shit to bed. For real. Like, I really want to see them really hash that shit out. And I want to see them put that shit to bed. I want to see them close that shit up. For real. I really do want to see that. And I want to see them actually change their son's name. Like, like if you're not going to name the boy Wolf, then what are you going to name the child? Uh, is he just going to go around without a name until he develops a personality and picks one himself? Which, I mean, is interesting. It's an interesting concept. 
Let me step at let me step back and think about that for a second. You know what? Let me take a break and let me think about that really quick. And I, I'm gonna come back and discuss more of that and discuss more about the things that I wanna see and I don't wanna see from this season coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back. I was thinking, and, you know, this whole concept that I just kind of unleashed onto the world, which I'm sure is not new because I'm a unique person, but I don't think I'm unique enough to just truly be an original on anything. But we can have another discussion about that at a later date. This whole concept of letting your child run around without an actual name until they develop a personality and pick one for themselves. I actually think that there is some real meat to this that we can get into. I think that there could actually be something to giving your child a nickname and like letting them kind of wander around and like grow and become a person and just giving them a nickname until they develop into a human being and figure it out for themselves. Like what are their, what is their name? What is their gender identity? How do they identify? And I think that they can retroactively go back and fill all those boxes in on that birth certificate later. Do you get what I mean? I wish there was a way to act like, like I wish there was a way to actually do that. I wish there was a way to actually do that, like to go back and fill those boxes in once that child actually recognizes what they want their name to be, what they want their gender to be, and let them actually choose for themselves how they identify as a person. And then if they want to, if if they grow and evolve and they change later on, then that happens. But I do think that there's something substantial to that concept and some way to figure that out. Kylie, I want you to expand on that because I want you to um kind of go into why you haven't changed your son's name yet. You said you were going to change it, but you haven't legally changed it yet. Have you socially changed it? Because, you know, when people transition, if you don't know, I am a trans woman. Sorry if I sorry if I'm springing that on you. If you're hearing this for the first time, I apologize. I, 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 I'm not trying to trick you or anything. Um... When somebody transitions, they don't automatically go straight into hormone therapy and surgeries and changing their clothes and doing all of that. Like, like they don't just wake up one day and they're a brand new person, right? It it goes in steps. So, like, they go through what what I call or what people call, not just me, a social transition where they choose their name and they acclimate, you know, how they dress and they figure out their style and and their and you know how they want to present. They 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 figure out their pronouns. They figure out, you know, what steps in their transition they want to take. Do they want to go on hormones? Do they not? Do they want to have surgeries? But all of those but stuff like that, when it comes to surgeries, can be decided and changed as time goes along. Trust me, I'm still deciding about my boobs now. But in reference to Kylie's son, that's what I'm saying. Like, are you just like giving him a social transition right now where you're picking a new name or you're letting him 
generate one based on his personality and you're not legally changing it until you fully decided or what? Because I think I might have seen an article about why you haven't changed your son's name yet and I didn't actually read it. I saved it for my read list and I never got around to it. But I would love to see you actually expound on that because that is something that I do find interesting. And if you are leading into some newfangled California concept of not naming your your um, child until they develop a, per, a, a, a personality, work. I'm all for letting a person discover who they are in all facets of self-discovery that is possible. I'm all for that. And I feel like if anybody can usher in a new wave of self-acceptance and self-discovery, it can be the Car Jenners. It can be the Car Jenners because they have that influence in the way that is directly penetrable to this climate and to this demographic and this base. They are the social media royalty family. Like they are the social media family. So if anybody could probably get those ideas cranking in the world, it probably could be the the Kardashians and the Jenners. Who knows? They they present themselves as the most accepting people in the world until they're not. And so maybe we're going to see something real brand new out of Kylie. Just saying, Kendall, I just want to see you more. Kendall is the most normal person in that fucking family. Like, y'all used to say that it was Courtney until y'all, like, started watching her and seeing how weird she really is. Not to say that she's weird in a negative way, but she's just weird like she's unique and kooky and quirky and quirky, excuse me, in her own way, just like everybody else. But y'all thought that she was, like, Wednesday Adams. I swear, people... I have seen people compare Kourtney Kardashian to Wednesday Adams for the longest time. And they just thought that she was this stoic, hard as rock, tough as nails, mean ass person. And I mean, I could see how they would get that impression. But she just like watching her on the show loosen up and have her little moments and her confessionals. You realize she's just as goofy and quirky as everybody else. She just is more protected and guarded about what she expresses even if she is on a reality show that's been around for 15 years and is now having a spinoff that's in its second season i just i like chloe i i, I mean I, I like courtney with travis though i do like courtney with travis i like how she's opening up i like that she's doing more things um i want to see this smells like my pushy candle why is everybody doing pussy candles? Like, did that start with Erica Badu and doing the Badu pussy incense? Because I give her credit for that. That was the first time I knew about people creating products that smelled like their uh, genitals and their vaginal cavities. Does anybody have a cologne that smells like balls? Like, does anybody have a man's product? They like, like, an, like, a, well, never mind. That was not going to make sense. I was going to say an aftershave that smells like nuts like like <laughs> but like what like i i don't know why does the opposite of that sound so weird but yet uh, but yet an incense that smells like erica badu's vaginal cavity sounds so alluring now, mind you, a candle that smells like either Courtney or Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy does not sound appealing to me. 
no shade but i like the idea and i am glad that the two people with these weird ass lifestyle brands goop and poosh which they're not weird it's just the names of them are weird to me and maybe it's because i'm not a part of that wellness culture and i don't really know about that whole environment and that whole and that whole community so maybe that's just a thing that happens that i don't know that you have to have some weird almost un unpronounceable name with two o's in it i don't know But I do think that the names are interesting. They're just like, they make you turn your head and raise your eyebrow. Goop and poosh. And then making a candle that says, smells like my pushy," Which, it really should be gooped by my pushy. But they probably don't know what gooped means. Like, to be gooped right? They, they probably don't know what that means. They probably aren't the biggest fans of RuPaul's Drag Race, and they probably aren't the biggest fans of Mohart. So, shout out to you, Queen. But the candle really should be gooped by my pushy. If you're listening to this, hopefully you are, because I think Kim is starting a podcast, so she's probably listening to a lot of podcasts, and I'm pretty sure they have their names in all of the search engines, so if something that has their names and it comes up, I'm sure they know about it. Excuse me. When you listen to this podcast, if y'all end up already dropping the candle and you don't hear this by the time it's time to name it, y'all can name it after the next product. Just give me like 20%. No, just give me 10%. It's fine. Because the reason I say 10% instead of 20, it's like when you think about managers and how some managers were, were, were taking 20% back in the day... I don't know if that's still a thing nowadays, but people would think that that was such a crazy number. And it is a crazy number, especially when you think about all the other people that people have to pay out of that one pot. Just give me my five, 10 percent. I'm fine. I'm sure it's going to be majorly successful anyway. So I'm sure that it's going to be a nice coin anyway. But when it comes to Kim Cartagon, I... I mean, we're going to see the whole relationship with Pete happen and bloom and blossom, even though we know it's already over. So, like, I kind of feel like it's it's spoiled now. Like, I can't even watch it and enjoy it for real because we already know it's over. And I liked Kim and Pete together. I thought Kim brought... Uh, I, I, I thought that Kim brought out a kind of maturity in Pete and I thought Kim brought out a kind of youthfulness and lightheartedness about her. And... Believe it or not, it's only been this era of Kim Kardashian being blonde that I've liked. Like, her being blonde had to grow on me because when she was blonde before, I didn't like it at all. I didn't think it was right. I didn't think it looked cute on her. This era of her being blonde, I am living for. And maybe it's because she has, you know, the dark roots. So it looks a little more like not as striking it's still striking, but it has a root in there. So for some reason, it, it, it kind of like loosens the tension on it when, versus back when it was just a full blonde. Um, but I like that. Like, I like her just being lighthearted and goofy and just having fun. I hope that she takes that from the relationship and keeps that aspect of 
you know, her personality going forward because she was actually fun to watch last season. And I want to see more of her getting all these amazing once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. Like, last season, she did Vogue. She did Balenciaga. She did Sports Illustrated. She bought a jet. Like, she, like Kim was living her best life first season. And I just want to see more of that. But what I don't want to see is any more of this sex tape bullshit. Please don't mention that fucking sex tape ever again. You got the laptop. If you gonna bring it up, burn the fucking laptop and keep it pushing. But I don't want to hear nothing about this goddamn sex tape no more. I think that shit is worn the entire fuck out. Y'all talked about it multiple times on the Kardashians. Now Ray J done talked about it on fucking Love and Hip Hop. It's just dragging out and nobody gives a damn the audience watching the kardashians probably ain't even never seen your damn sex they've they've probably seen the sex tape who am i kidding they've seen the sex tape button however let it go because now you're creating content that your kids can directly access now even if they couldn't see the first few episodes of the Kardashians when y'all were talking about the sex tape all them years ago. You're talking about it now. So you're just creating more content for them to access and giving yourself more to explain. Let the shit go. As as Sutton would say, let the mouse go, Kim. Let it go. You've had your fun. Let the mouse go. I don't know why Sutton doesn't say that more. Because that was iconic. That was a motherfucking line right there. You've had your fun. Now let the mouse go. That shit was it. I lived for that. But what I do want to see is more of you loosening up and having this lighthearted ass um, personality. I want to see if we're going to see you get, get, get your ass deflated on this season. I want to see if you and Chloe are actually going to address the BBL reversal rumors. Because that's the shit I want to see y'all talk about. I mean, mind you, y'all gave me a little pinch last season when Courtney brought up how she's an icon for shaking salads on reality TV. Oh, that shit took me the entire fuck out. That shit took me the entire fuck out. That shit was hilarious. When she said, oh, I made this a thing. I like turned this into a phenomenon, shaking salads. You did though. That's so accurate. Cause people like Heather McDonald from Juicy Scoop, shout out to Heather, like made that a thing where like she would always, like whenever she talked about the Kardashians, she would never talk about them without saying something about them shaking salads. And, 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 it really wasn't a thing until I started seeing people talk about it. I really didn't think about it because, like, I've seen more than just Juicy Scoop and Heather talk about it. But, like, that's the most familiar one to me. But I've seen other people talk about them just shaking salads on TV and that's their whole content. That's not all y'all did on that show. I don't agree with that. But people will always try to, like, diminish and minimize you based on the one thing that, that they can make a joke out of. But the fact that you, like, acknowledge that meta moment and 
that was lovely for me. I need to see more of that. But I want to see it specifically channeled into these BBL rumors and y'all talking about whether y'all got y'all asses done because I do think Kim admitted that she got her ass done in like 2016 or something like that, which is great for you. But are we going to see you get it removed and reversed now? Like, just turn it into a whole thing. Like, not like... Well, what I was about to say was turn it into a whole thing like breast implant illness and like people doing the X plan and all that. Da, 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 da. But what I mean by that is don't fake an illness to get your ass taken out. Just say you want to get it removed. Say you want to go for a different aesthetic. Say you want to, you know, go for a different vibe going into this next era of, of your life and you're dating white men now. So you want to slim it down like, you know, like whatever. Don't say the part about white men. I was just being facetious. But um, I want to see you actually talk about that. And yes, I do want to see you go off. Yes, bitch, I want to see you go off. I want to see you go off. I want to see you let it out. I want to see you let, let the air out that ass. Please let us see it. Because it's it's an obvious change that's happened. Now, mind you, Kim, you look beautiful. You look beautiful. Chloe, you look beautiful, but you also look like you're hyper fixating on what you look like. There have been times where I've been worried about are you hyper-focusing on your health and your fitness as a way to cope and distract from the things that are going on in your life and it's starting to go a bit overboard. It gets a bit worrisome sometimes when I look at certain pictures. And mind you, I don't know if they're doctored or altered, but when I see you on camera and on the show, you look fine. So maybe that's just optical illusion and played up for the press and the media. But y'all look beautiful. Y'all are beautiful women. But I just want to know, like, are we going to talk about this? Because y'all look different in the body. Y'all look different. And I want to see why. Like, tell us you got y'all ass taken out, babe. Everybody's talking about it. Bring K. Michelle on. Maybe not K. Michelle. But talk about it. Because I want to see it. Um... Chris, I want to see you actually talk about the rumors that Corey is a sugar baby. <sighs> like, actually acknowledge it in a real way with Corey. I don't want to see you talk about it with nobody else but Corey. I want to see you actually have a conversation and get his thoughts and his feelings on that. And just have a real conversation about how you feel about people thinking that because you're in this May-December relationship or that you're with a younger man, that you're just taking care of his life and and you're just, you know, sugar momming him down and all this other stuff. And, you know, for me, I don't give a fuck about an age dynamic, but the rumors are out there and y'all have a platform to talk about it. So I, I want to see you go off. I want to see you go off. Um, Clock your references if you know why I keep saying that. That shit takes me out every time I hear it. I want to see you go off. I want to see you go off. So I want to see you let it out. That shit is so funny to me. Anyway, um, shout out to Very Delta. That podcast is fucking hilarious, but it is like a full-blown talk show. It's so amazing. Y'all go check out Very Delta. 
Um, she just did did an did an she just did an episode of Very Delta where she had Alaska on, and they just sat there and tried different iced teas, not even sweet tea, iced tea. It, it was just it's a fucking funny ass show. Um, anyway. But yeah, there's a lot of things that I just want to see y'all talk about because y'all gloss over them or you ignore them completely. And it's like, this is the perfect place to acknowledge it. Oh, come on. Like, just give it, like, just give it to us. We want to see you go off. We want to see you go off. Period. Um, that's legit. I'm trying to think, is there anything else, like, really prudent that I want to see? Um... I want to see Courtney and Scott have a conversation with their kids about the dynamics of their family changing. I want to see a scene like that. I want to see something about, you know, them really coming and sitting down and having a real conversation on camera about what really needs to happen. Address the fact that Courtney brought it up that Y'all are manipulating the the, the um, storyline to ruin away from her fantasy, which that was the point where the show started getting good for me. I was like, oh, shit. They really turning it up. They really... <laughs> Bitch. They know we want to see them go off. Like... <laughs> like... When she got her ass in that confessional and said, so we've been shooting our show for Hulu and I don't appreciate, we're all executive producers on the show and I don't like how they are making this whole Scott drama a storyline and they're not focusing away from my fairy tale, which is real. I said, bitch, if you don't get your ass up here, bitch, I want to see you go off. I want to see you go off, honey. Courtney said it. Courtney said it the fuck off in that interview, and I thought it was so funny. I said, girl, you better eat. You better eat. Like, Courtney is a lot fiercer than we knew. Y'all see how she bounced Kim head off that motherfucking wall down to the Chloe's house, honey. Left her contour slapped all across that damn white wall. Child, Courtney is the one. But I just thought that shit was so funny. But I, yeah, I want, like, I feel like that is gonna be the segment that is gonna close this entire storybook with you and Scott is you having a sit down with you, Scott and the kids, no Travis, and y'all sit down and really have a conversation about, you know, your 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 family moving on and growing in different directions and what and what's that like? Because the conversation that Mason had with North in Kim's car, that was a beautiful discussion, but we didn't get to see that. One, why wasn't the car cam turned on then? For one. And then two, like we don't get to see it. Like we don't like I wanna see y'all sit down and have that that conversation as a nuclear family, right? And then after that, I, I, I want to see Scott and Travis sit down as men and really have a real conversation about what's really happening within their family because they have kids. Scott and Courtney have kids. Travis has kids. Courtney needs 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 to talk to Shayna. Courtney does need to talk to, to, to Shayna Mokler because there's been a lot of drama in the press when it comes to, to Shayna Mokler. Now, I don't know if that was all press for Big Brother, but regardless, there was a lot of drama in the press. 
So I want to see Courtney talk to Shayna privately. I want to see Scott talk to Travis privately. I want to see Courtney and Scott talk to um their kids privately. And I want to see the kids blend. I want to see Courtney and Travis blend their kids together. Where is Alabama? I want to see the kids, honey. I want to see the kids. Show me the kids. Because I want to see you go off. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, like I want to see it all. Like I feel like they have so much more they can show us. And after 14 years and 20 seasons... We never thought that there would be more that we would want to see or care to see. But life goes on and things happen and people continue to grow and people continue to change and families continue to grow and change. So, of course, we're going to want to see that, especially if we've spent 14 years investing in this family any damn way. It's almost like they're built in staples in our lives when it comes to what we consume as far as television is concerned. Do I like it? No. Because I don't want to be that obsessed with anybody, especially somebody who has had a problematic past. Kim, we need to talk about you and you specifically and these whole like black fishing rumors and looking like you culturally appropriate black culture. Like, I want to see all y'all talk about it because all y'all have been accused of it. But Kim, you're the worst person of it. And seeing the behind the scenes of your Vogue shoot really gave me a lot of perspective into who you are as an individual fashion staple. But it also left me with a lot of questions because of the fact that that Vogue uh, shoot itself sparked a lot of controversy when it came to you blackfishing or you culturally appropriating African-American culture, right? I've even made connections to it my, myself of how you, uh, about how one of the pictures in your Vogue shoot looked like Mahalia Jackson and looked like um, Nefertiti. So I want to see you talk about that because now it leads me to more more questions when those were your personal choices or at least a lot of what we saw in that shoot was your personal choices. We didn't see every single look chosen by you, but because you had a lot of creative c control, I want to see you speak to your influences and speak to the fact that it looks like your influence. It looks like the things that influence you are, are African-American culture to the point of it seeming like cultural appropriation. I really want to see you talk about that because that's one of the things we've never heard you talk about either. And I think that could y'all continue to have an amazing show? Well, I'll put it like this. Do y'all have a good show? Yes. Could y'all have a great show? Absolutely. And the things that I'm asking for in this podcast are... Just the first steps, I think, because I, I, I don't think I know everything, but I think that these are definitely adequate suggestions to help turn it from a good show to a great show because y'all are on the y'all are on the right track. Y'all are on the right track, but I want to see y'all really address all the shit since you're going into that realm of self-referential self territory. You're going back and talking about your old show and you're going and going back and talking about all of, all of the things of the things. So I want to see you really talk about the things of the things, not just the things that make you feel comfortable. Especially because now that I know that there's a room 
there's room for that conversation to be had when I watched Chloe's Good American um, campaign get put together and her talk about wanting to include diversity in in color and size and shape and all of those types of things, wanting to see that inclusion and wanting to build that into her brand. I think that there is a conversation to be had, especially because Chloe has also been accused of a lot of things as well based on the men that she chooses to date and the history that comes with the men that she chooses to date. So I want to see y'all address all the things that we talk about, not just in the press and the media. Like, don't just address the headline and the blogs and the news coverage. I want you to go back and address the things that the people are covering on social media and really debunk the rumors because the real questions that people have are happening on social media. The stuff in the press, we care about, but we don't care about as much as the real questions that are happening on Twitter and on Instagram. Do you get what I'm saying? I feel like that's where you dive deeper. Diving in and leaning in is answering the questions that we see on the press and in the blogs. Oh, okay, fine. Y'all gave us that. Now we want to see you really go off. Now we want to see you go off. We want to see you dive into the questions that are happening on social media and get into the real shit. We want to see you get to the smoke, as Carisha says. Get to the smoke. Okay? So, with that being said, I don't think I can think of anything else. Um, I think I've covered all the things of the things that I really need them to cover. If I think of anything else, I'll add a segment later on in the podcast and just um, add it in later as a PS segment. So, with that being said, we're going to take a final break and then we're going to come back and close. Be right back. You know what? Before we go, I have one final question before I close the episode. And it's something that I can't believe I forgot about because I did have an intention of talking about this when I decided to do the episode. But I got so caught up in talking about the show itself that it kind of slipped my mind based on all the things that were happening in the show. Where the hell is Rob? Where's Rob? Where is the only man left in the family with the name Kardashian? I need to know. I want to see Rob. I want to see how Rob is doing, even if he's not a recurring figure on the show. I want to see Rob. I want to see Dream. I want to see y'all in the damn courtroom and talking about what happened with Black China. Now, mind you, I'm sure that we're not going to be able to actually get footage of them in the courtroom. I mean, they're the Kardashians and everything, but I, but I don't even think they have that kind of power. But I do want to see at least the looks of what y'all wore to court. I want to see y'all at least in the car driving on the way to court saying the most of what your lawyer will allow you to say on reality television as you're going to the court. I want to see y'all walking up the steps into the courtroom. I want to see y'all talk about this case. I want to see Rob talk about this case. And I want to see Rob acknowledge 
how this situation and his relationship with Black China has affected the family, kind of like how Kim acknowledged in last season of The Kardashians, how her relationship with Kanye affected the family and her. I want to see how Rob genuinely feels and how and what Rob is genuinely going through. Where is he now? Is he okay? I don't really care if he's dating, but I hope that he's happy. Like, I, I want to see him raising Dream. And I want to see him talk about that moment on, on social media when Black China was like, oh, yeah, um, I got... I had to return three cars because I'm a mama and I'm out here getting my money and I'm out here doing this and doing that. Wasn't Black China doing OnlyFans when she had to return those three cars? This is just a quick tangent. Wasn't Black China on OnlyFans when she had to return those three cars? And didn't it just get reported that Black China makes $20 million a month on OnlyFans? This happened like last year. So what were you making on OnlyFans? Versus what you were making now that you had to give back or return or sell three of your cars. Because if you're making $20 million a month and you got to sell three cars, Toya Bush Harris is not the one with the money management problem. But I digress. Um, I want to see... Rob talk about that moment on social media when she was like, I don't get child support. I gave my car. I sold my cars because I'm a mama and I'm doing it on my own, blah, blah, blah. And then Rob entered the chat and was like, well, I pay $40,000 a month or I, I, I pay $40,000 a year for her school or I pay $37,000 a month for her school. And she's with me like five days out of seven. So why would I need to pay child support? Um, and then Tyga jumped in the chat and was like, well, damn, Rob, hook me up with the plug because I pay, pay $40,000 a year for school. I pay for all my son's school and expenses. And he's with me six days out six days out of seven. So why would I be paying child support? I want to know if they got on the phone after that. I want to see... Rob and Tyga have a phone conversation about this shit and about Black China and her damn antics. I want to see that because Rob, to me, was was a very integral part of this show because he was the only man left of the Kardashian family. Well, be, because Robert Kardashian Sr. was gone. So we never got to see a real... We don't get to see a real male dynamic in the show anymore because none of the Jenner boys come around. Brody and Brandon don't come around. Not not, not on the Kardashians. So I would love to see that. And we never got Rob coming around Brandon or, or I mean, and we never got a, a, sorry. And we never got a Rob and Brody interaction on the hills. So I would love to see the Jenner boys come around. I would love to see, even if it's just the Jenner boys and Rob just having a boys scene and they go out and do something and they talk about the situation and talk about the blending of the family and talking about from the boys' perspective. I want to see them talk about, you know, what it's like and living through Caitlyn's transition and how does Rob feel about Caitlyn. Where the fuck is Caitlyn? I had more questions than I thought. I want y'all to, I need to see at least Kendall and Kylie go film with Caitlyn. I need to see that because 
like I said about Scott, I don't like when a family embraces somebody because they're in a relationship with somebody and then they make them an integral part of the family. Like when Kris Jenner told Scott that he's her blood son after his parents died. And then now that she's in a new relationship, now all of a sudden it's like they're excommunicating him out of the family. I don't like that. Because I know what that feels like to feel like this is the only family that you have and then have it ripped have it ripped away from you so i want to know how everybody feel like i, I want to know how caitlin feels about not really seeing the family anymore i want to know how caitlin feels about the girls not really coming around and not really being around her anymore i want to see caitlin talk to chris and see if they are in any better place because they do share children it's not like they can just never speak again do you get what i mean i know that everybody's cordial and fine and you know um, Chloe blamed COVID on why she hasn't reached out, which doesn't make any sense to me because it seems like during COVID would be the time that you would reach out the most. I digress. But it just, I want to see the entire family, the entire family come together on this show because it seems like the Kardashians is now just about the six girls right and well the five girls and Chris I'm just counting Chris as one of the girls and keeping up with the Kardashians was about the entire family at first and then it molded into being about just the girls as the seasons went on as Caitlyn and Chris got divorced as Rob be became a recluse and we never saw the Jenner boys for real so it kind of just became about the girls and then that dynamic just transitioned to being the only dynamic that we see on the show which is great I love the I love the dynamic between the women on the show but it will always leave me with questions I want to see Chloe respond to Lamar constantly saying on the internet that he wants her back. Because I feel like if there's any relationship that can do better a second time around, I do feel like Chloe and Lamar could actually have a strong second chance. Now, mind you, I'm only going based off of what I've seen on the show and the love that I've seen that they have between each other. There was real genuine love there. Real genuine love there. And I really feel like life happened to Lamar and he just got caught up in his demons and it allowed him to get whisked away by all of the stuff that he was involved with. But I genuinely feel like he's learned and he's grown from that. And I feel like Chloe has grown and matured through all the shit that she's been through with Tristan. And I feel like if anybody can come back around and make that work, I do feel like her and um, Lamar could actually have a second chance in real life. Because Chloe and Lamar was my favorite spinoff of any of the keeping keeping up with the Kardashian spinoffs, Chloe and Lamar was the one for me. And that was because we also saw Rob a lot too. 
we just got to see different dynamics and I would love to see her respond to that and see if there was ever a chance that she would go back because I do know that she gave a whole lot and I agreed with what she said on the show when she was like I don't regret anything that I did for Lamar I don't regret anything that I did for Tristan because at the end of the day I know that I can walk away from these relationships and have zero guilt I can walk away from these relationships without feeling like oh I abandoned them or I didn't give it my 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 best shot or I didn't give it everything that I had because I know that I did and honestly we know that you did I can't take that away from Chloe. I don't know what I could suggest Chloe to make it work differently. Do you know what I'm saying? Like two people have to be willing to make a relationship for it to work. One person can't be working, doing all the work and doing all of that stuff. And the other person just not meeting them halfway. You have to bring, you both have to bring 100% to the 50 yard line. Do you get what I'm saying? So if Chloe is, is just standing at the 50 yard line with her 100% and Tristan is running all over the field with 35%, then what is she supposed to do with that? I do think that Lamar is probably more prepared to bring 100% to that 50 yard line, but is there too much damage? Is there too much water under the bridge? Is there too much pain that has happened that could prevent that from ever happening? Or could she see that he's grown as a person and come back around? Just thoughts that I have in my head. Um, I wanna see Kim actually have that uh, that conversation with Chris Humphreys. Now that she's single, now that she's leaving Kanye, now that everything is going the way that it's going, and which I don't think that we're going to get it on this season because her and Pete are still together as far as I know. On the third season, I want to see, now that she's broken up with Pete, not that I want to see her and Chris Humphreys get back together, but I do want to but, but I do want her to make a concerted effort to reach out to Chris Humphreys and really give him that apology. And I want to see them have that conversation, even if it's not face to face. I would love to see them on the phone, just kind of have that conversation and Kim just say what she has to say, because I do feel like that would bring a lot of closure to one of the most crazy storylines that have ever happened within the, the Kardashian cinematic universe, if, if, if you will. But I do want to see a closure to that. And I do want to see something, you know, end with that. Um, yeah, there's so many dynamics on this show that you kind of forget if you don't see somebody long enough, how many type of dynamics have happened in this show and how many stories have gone on and how many lives have come in and out and all of that type of stuff. But I think that this is a good rounded balance of stories that I would like to see happen or things that I would like to see addressed and things that I never want to fucking hear about again. You get what I mean? So with that being said, I'm actually about to close the show now. We're going to take one last final break and then I'm going to come back and shut it down for the day. I'll see you guys later. Be right back. All right, all right, all right, everybody. This has been another 
fun, informative, shocking, hilarious, probably dramatic episode of Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau. You guys, I am having such a good time doing this podcast and leaning into this new direction I'm going with my content and my approach and, you know, creating all of it under my new drag aesthetic and my new drag character, Cherie Laveau. More to come on that later. Let me know if you want, want me to do a whole podcast about that. But this whole new direction that I'm going in with the podcast and the show, it's really just been such an amazing time and doing this and having these conversations and talking with with other content creators and setting up all these collabs that I have coming up. It's really been something that has been such a benefit for my mental health and it's made me feel so good it's made me feel so alive and feel like I have a refreshed voice and I have things to say and I feel like I finally hit my stride and I finally kind of figured out how I need to be approaching the way that I do my content you know like I said in my first episode of this podcast I've been trying to figure out with my YouTube channel for so long how to blend talking about pop culture in a way that's fun but also direct and advocational do you get what i'm saying um i wanted to figure out a way to have fun and talk about pop culture in a way that was lighthearted and shady and kiki and you know do all of the things of the things and and you know spill the tea with the girls while also having the real conversations that needed to be had and talk about the issues that a lot of the times watching reality shows kind of sheds light on about what's really happening in our country and in our society without taking the air out of the room. Do you get what I'm saying? It was really a hard way. It was really a hard journey for me to try to find the balance between those two because I felt like if I was too bubbly and too fun and too shady and talk too much shit that I wasn't being serious enough and I wasn't really utilizing my platform for the most good that I could be using it for. But then it got to a point where I was so serious and I was so stern and I was so assertive and I was so, you know, on the soapbox with, with my fist in one with my fist in the air and a sign in the other hand and you know screaming through a blow horn that's hanging around my neck like I felt like I was so on the front lines of all these issues that and that I wasn't having any fun and, and my channel wasn't really much fun to watch anymore because while I am an entertaining person, I get really serious. And about certain subjects, I feel like I really got lost in that ultra serious rant channel, speak for the people mode that it just went from one extreme to the other. And I feel like with this podcast and the lives that I did on my YouTube channel that inspired it, go and check that out. My YouTube channel is Georgia Carolina. Georgia smelled like Georgia spelled, not smelled, but Georgia spelled like Georgia Smith, J-O-R-J-A, and then Carolina spelled like both states. Um, the lives that I did that inspired me to do this podcast really kind of subconsciously and effortlessly blended those two things together. And I really got to see 
how I could really do that because I wasn't pressuring myself to get a certain message across and I wasn't pressuring myself to make sure that I was being lighthearted and funny. I was just getting on live and talking. I, I just clicked the camera and I started talking. And I feel like I took that energy and that inspiration and that refreshness that I felt into this podcast. And I'm having such an amazing time. So I hope that that, that 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 is translating to all the people who are listening and all the people that are tuning in. I see my audience is growing. Thank you every single solitary one of you for tuning in. Please continue to tune in. Like the show, rate the show, give me five stars, uh, send me feedback, share, subscribe, follow the show, hit the notification bell, do all of the think that the think the think the things, um, respond to the question that I attach to the podcast on Spotify, um, Subscribe to the podcast channel Real Reality Realness on Instagram. If you want to subscribe to me, I am Cherie Laveau on Instagram. C-H-E-R-I-E, like my Shetty Amore, the, the Stevie Wonder song, and Laveau like Marie Laveau. L-A-V-E-A-U. Um, and that's it. Thank you guys so much for being here. Let me know what you think about the episode. Let me know what you think about the show as a whole. Let me know what you want to see from the new season of The Kardashians. And let me know if there are any other shows that you want me to cover. Because I'm here to talk about all things reality TV. So, with that being said, thank you guys for helping me get to the real reality of The Kardashians. And I'll holler at you guys later. Peace!